0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Mindful Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea, and today we are continuing our conversation about exercise, taking your care of your body through movement. So this will be the last movement focused episode for at least a little bit. Uh, two weeks ago, we started talking about finding a way of moving your body that you enjoy that you like to do. Because when you like doing something, you are more likely to actually do it. And that is the most important part about all of this is actually doing something. Last week, last episode, we were talking a little bit more specifically about how much time do you need to be spending exercising based off of general health. Of course, those numbers can always change depending on what your goals are. But if you haven't listened to those episodes, go back, listen to them. They're not too, too long, but have a lot of really good information in them. Today, we are going to take the concept of doing things that you like and how much you need to be exercising and take it to the next level for those of you that are really wanting to make sure that you have a well rounded, full body, checking all the boxes type of a workout program. And really, there's three areas of movement of types of exercise types of physical activity that are really, really important um, for overall health. um, taking just taking care of yourself in general like you need to be doing all these three things and those three things are flexibility also known as mobility training then there's strength training or resistance training and then some type of cardiovascular training so when you do all of these three types of things you're going to make sure that you're hitting every major muscle group you're having a well-rounded exercise program you're benefiting your heart your lungs your muscles your joints everything to help you feel your absolute best. So we're going to break down what each of these really mean. And then I'll kind of give you uh, some tips and some tricks to fitting them all together without making it overly complicated and still being able to do things that you really enjoy. So flexibility or mobility training. So flexibility is the biggest range of motion that you can hold a joint in or hold a muscle in. So think of a hamstring stretch. You're sitting on the ground. Your legs are out in front of you. You're reaching down towards your toes. That's flexibility. How far can you reach to your toes? Can you reach past your toes? Can you reach to your shins? That's flexibility. Mobility is how far can you move a joint actively through a range of motion. So think of like gymnasts. Gymnasts are incredibly flexible individuals, But just because they can go all the way down into the splits, that's flexibility, can they come back up from having their feet all the way out without having to use their hands or anything else? That's mobility. So they're both very important. And it's often the thing that we skip in a lot of exercise programs. Like I've taught group fitness classes for many, many years, and I will say most I will not speak for all, but most of the group fitness classes that I have taught myself that I have attended, we don't generally leave enough time for stretching at the end to really truly get a good benefit of it. Is something better than nothing? 100%. Is this maybe an area where spending a little bit more time could be very beneficial? Yes. Yes. So if you are someone who's been like doing your five minute stretch before or after your workout, great, you're doing something, but I would encourage you to maybe look into doing a little bit more stretching. Um, There's lots of videos out there of how to foam roll, um, which is another great tool for being able to help release those tight tissues and get better mobility and flexibility But we got to stretch y'all like I know in my group fitness certification, we were kind of told that holding stretches for 10 to 15 seconds is going to be kind of what you're going to do. But through the other knowledge that I've been able to gain through working in the fitness industry for 10 years and having my master's in exercise science, it can take up to two plus minutes of an accumulated stretch to really get into those deeper fibers, those deeper connective tissues that are going to let those muscles release. So instead of just holding a stretch for 10, 15 seconds, maybe you want to hold a stretch for 30 seconds, stretch something else, come back to that stretch for another 30 seconds and do that two or three times. That way you're again accumulating up that time. You're adding it up together to get towards those minute or twos. Do you need to necessarily do that every single day? Maybe, maybe not. Kind of depends on how your body is feeling. If you are feeling really stiff or you're recovering from an injury, you need to be doing stretches or you're just, you've are you sat on the couch a lot. Like I know I spend a lot of time sitting on the couch on Sundays, especially during football season. I like to just watch football and then I'm pretty stick, stiff the next day. And so I have to spend a little bit more time stretching to get my body feeling its best. So that's a little bit on flexibility and mobility training. A lot of... um. Types of modalities that you'll see this kind of built into yoga, Pilates, things like that. Um, though, of course, you can do any type of static or dynamic stretching for any type of workout. Next, we're going to talk about strength training, resistance training. So, this is any time that your body is working against some sort of resistance. So, that could be its own body weight. If you're doing body weight squats, push ups, planks, pull-ups, things like that, or it could be pulling against or pushing against some sort of external resistance, using bands, weights, balls, there's so many pieces of equipment out there that would help you gain strength, and the reason we want to be doing strength training is it builds muscles, and building muscles not only helps you be strong for your everyday activities, like getting out of chairs, getting out of the car, getting out of bed, moving stuff in your house, carrying your groceries in. It also helps your body function on a better level. It helps make hormone levels better. It helps make your um, insulin levels better. It helps support your body's physical health by having muscle mass. It also, every time you do resistance training... Your muscles are pulling on bones, which means your bones are going to get stronger. They're going to get more dense. So if you're struggling with osteopenia or osteoporosis or brittle bones, or you just really want to strengthen your bones so that when you're older, you're not worried about falling and breaking a hip so much, strength training is your answer. Strength training is very important. Everybody should do it. It does not have to be complicated either. So my general rule of thumb is if you're just wanting to kind of do, I don't want to say the bare minimum, but a good amount to start off with, or just know that, Hey, if I get this done I don't need to stress about doing any more. I would say do a full body workout. So hitting every major muscle groups, which would be your bicep, your tricep, your chest, your abs, your back, your glutes, AKA your butt. Your hamstrings, your thighs, and your calves, those are kind of just big. Oh, I forgot shoulders, shoulders as well. Those are, I mean, those are the big muscles in your body. If you're hitting all of those, you're doing something pretty good. Can you get more specific? Yes, but that's a kind of a good place to start off with. Now, if you like going to group fitness classes or watching classes online most classes, unless they specifically say, oh, this is a lower body workout, or this is an upper body workout, or this is a tris and buys," or which means triceps and biceps, or it's a shoulder workout, they'll say if it's something specific, but most of them will end up being full body most of the time, unless otherwise specified. So if you can go through those full, uh, that full body workout two times a week, you're gonna be sitting pretty good for keeping your muscle mass and making sure you're maintaining, maybe getting a little bit stronger. So if you're like, I don't have time to weight lift that often, then don't do it. And there's lots of workouts out there that are 20 to 30 minutes long, kind of like we were talking about last week for how long do you really need to work out? There's lots of workouts out there. I personally, um, I'm a class person. I like following along. Yes, I am perfectly capable of coming up with my own workouts. I do have that skill set, but I don't like to. I spend all day doing that for other people. So when it comes to me, I get honestly really lazy. And it's something I've learned about myself. I can talk somebody into doing all the things they need to for them. But then when I turn around and need to do it for me, I'm like, oh, I don't really need to do that. I know I don't. So I've learned that I should have somebody telling me what to do. So I have less space to cheat myself and be lazy towards myself. So I'm a big fan of the Peloton app. Uh, I do not have a Peloton bike, but I love the Peloton app and I like some of their cycling classes. I also like some of their weightlifting classes on there. And that's one that some of them are 10 minutes, some of them are 30 plus minutes and they do a good job either saying if it's a full body or what muscle groups you're going to be focusing on in there. So it doesn't have to be a lot. Uh, It doesn't matter exactly how heavy your weights are or how light they are, as long as you're feeling some, some challenge, some muscle burn, some fatigue. So unless you have very specific goals, which if you do, I highly recommend that you reach out to a personal trainer or somebody who has knowledge in how to develop workout programs. You can also message me at the mindful self care on Instagram, and I'd be happy to help kind of work you through what you're wanting to do to reach your goals if it's not just general health. But this is a great place to get started or to kind of stick to on those weeks where you're like, I'm really busy, life is crazy, but I still want to be taking care of myself. So doing those full body workouts twice a week, however you want to split that up. You could honestly lift four days a week if one day you wanted to do upper body, the next you wanted to do lower body and then did upper body, then lower body again that's fine. But you've hit those major muscle groups each about twice. Uh, There's lots of other ways that you can split it up. If you want more specific details on how to develop a strength training program for you, let me know, I could probably go on about this for like an hour. Uh, But I want to have this kind of be a great place to start a great place for you to check in with yourself as Oh, are my workouts hitting these checkboxes for well rounded health and fitness. So that's strength training. And then I want to talk about cardio, cardio training. We it's cardiovascular really is kind of what it is, but we just shorten it to cardio. And these are the exercises. These are the movements where you're moving your body a little bit more continuously, a little bit um, more full body. There's a little bit of a rhythmic motion to it. Thinking swimming, running, cycling, walking, dancing, things like that, things that are getting your heart rate up, and your breathing rate up. And there's two major categories within this that I'm going to talk about today. So one of them is going to be low intensity, steady state cardio, which we called LIS cardio. And that means that you're not going to be going balls to the wall the entire time. You're going to be uh, moving a, maybe a little bit less intense. Maybe it's a walk or a slow jog or a slower bike ride for an example, but you're moving it continuously. Like your body is going for a longer period of time. Maybe it's 20, 30 minutes, maybe it's an hour, but you're not stopping that activity. And then there's also HIT training, high intensity interval training. So that's the opposite. That's going to be where you are going hard and fast you're going all out, you are really pushing yourself, your heart rates up high, you are breathing heavy. And it's not something you can sustain for very long. So maybe you're doing 40 seconds on 20 seconds off, and you're kind of rotating through some sort of uh, pattern of walking on jogging, or lifting weights, and then taking a break or doing a plank and taking a break, whatever it is, you're moving your body and then resting. Those are kind of those two versions. I personally don't think that one is better for the other. It really just depends on what makes you happy and what your goals are. (laughs) So if again, you're wanting to talk to somebody about that, message me, I'm happy to help kind of work through what would be a better fit for you. So I want you to think about the exercises that you enjoy doing. So that was from our first exercise episode. That was your homework was to go find exercises, ways of moving your body that you're like, I like doing this. So I want you to think about those, and I want you to think about how those exercises include mobility and flexibility, resistance training, and cardio. There are some exercises that do all of that. Uh, I'm going to use some different examples here. So let's say that I really like doing weightlifting, So weightlifting is, of course, going to be giving me my resistance training. Now, depending on the intensity and the format, maybe I'm doing a HIIT style, maybe I'm lifting heavy, um, and that's getting my heart rate up, that could give you a little bit of kind of a, a HIIT style cardiovascular benefit as well. Will it give you any mobility or flexibility training? Maybe, depending on what you're doing, but you're probably going to want to include that separately as part of your warm up and your cool down. And then I'm going to use my personal workout example for another example. I really like doing bar classes, Pilates, cycling, and walking. Those are like my four favorite types of workouts right now. I do sometimes enjoy lifting weights, but I haven't lifted heavy for um, many, many years. It just hasn't been my cup of tea lately, and that's fine. So for me, Pilates is going to give me resistance training. It's also going to give me some flexibility and mobility benefits as well. Now, when I do that... Quickly, depending on the class I'm taking, or there's this thing called jump board and Pilates, that's going to give me cardio benefits. So I can literally just through my Pilates workouts, check off all of those boxes. Kind of the same thing for bar, which stretch um, during class and after class, so I'm going to get some uh, flexibility in there. Probably should include a little bit more because it's again, it's a group fitness class. We just don't have that much time to stretch. So try to do some more on my own, but it's great that I also do Pilates because they kind of balance each other out. It's a bunch of strength training. And then the bar classes that I enjoy doing also include some cardio. Um, it's got some hit classes, jumping on a trampoline, super, super fun. So I'm once again, checking all those boxes. Uh, if I'm going to be walking or riding my my Peloton bike, or my bike with a Peloton class, that's going to give me more cardio benefit with some added stretching and foam rolling afterwards. So through those workouts, I'm checking every single one of those boxes. And then I can start looking at Okay, how much am I doing these? What intensities am I at? Most of these end up being kind of a moderate intensity with some bursts of some high intensity in it. So I'm probably going to be closer to that, like 150 minutes total mark for how much physical activity I should be trying to get every week. And I I get that. Um, I take a few classes a week, try to do my own workouts a few times a week. That's going to get me there. If you're someone who like maybe you love doing yoga and you're like yes yoga is my jam yoga's great you're going to get a bunch of flexibility and resistance training strength training benefits from yoga because you're moving your body weight that's how it works <laughs> but depending on the yoga classes that you were attending what your practice looks like you might not be getting all of the cardiovascular benefits that you could be so that's when you want to add in some sort of cardio class, some kind of cardio workout, if you're not a class person, going for a walk, maybe doing some really quick, high intensity interval trainings with some jumping jacks, or some jump squats, or just something to get your heart rate up a little bit more, playing with that HIIT training, or that steady state training. It ends up kind of being what you want. Now in a perfect world, we would make sure that All of these things are happening all the time and equally. And, you know, sometimes it just doesn't happen. I know for me, there are some days where I'm going to do a lot more stretching because that's what I feel like my body needs. That's the gentle movement it needs. It doesn't need to do a high-intensity workout. And there are other weeks where I'm doing a bunch of high-intensity workouts because that just feels better. I I have the energy and I'm excited to do those shorter, quicker workouts. So hopefully over the past three episodes, you've seen how – you can pick workouts or ways of moving your body that work well for you. And you've seen how you don't need to spend hours and hours a week, hours and hours a day, moving your body in order to be healthy. And hopefully, then this episode has also shown you how you can take the things that you like to do within those time frames we were talking about last episode last week, to make sure that you're hitting all of those areas of physical activity, all those those types of ways of moving your body to make sure that you always feel your best. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. Again, you can message me on Instagram at the mindful self care. This was kind of a quick overview of those three types of of exercise and how you can kind of put them together to create a well-balanced workout plan for you. If you want more information on any of these, you want me to dive in a little bit deeper let me know. I am so happy to do that. This podcast is a resource for all of you. It is not just what I want to share about. I mean, it's a little bit what I think you all should hear. But I want to know what do you want more information on. And I am happy to give it. And if I am not an expert in that, I will find somebody who is. Um, Hopefully in the next couple of months, there'll be some interviews coming on, so you won't just have to listen to me and my thoughts. Um, You'll get some other people's perspectives too. I'm really excited about it, but your homework is now to take the lessons from the last two weeks and see if you can apply them to flexibility, strength and resistance training, and then cardio training uh, to make sure that you're getting the most well-balanced workouts that you possibly can. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll be back in your ears soon. Thank you for listening to the mindful self-care podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to podcasts. You can also send this episode to a friend who you think would benefit from the information. It's a great way to help us grow and help us reach more people. If you want to connect with other like minded self care focused individuals, you can follow us on Instagram at the mindful self care, or you can join the mindful self care society. It's a great place to connect with others, gain some additional resources, and really help make sure that self care is a focus in your life so you can always feel your best. Thank you again for listening. I can't wait to be back in your ears soon.